Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. Today we are doing a draft, but not a nonsense draft. Well, maybe later. We'll see. See how much time we got. Might just spring it on the guys. Yeah, we, we always got something cooking. Uh, but we are going to draft two rounds of a freshman-only draft. Uh, do you guys, do we want this focused on C2C style or just Debbie? How do we want to do it? I think through um, the Debbie lens is probably better, personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably doesn't make too much of a difference. But yeah, I think the Debbie lens is probably better. Who wants the first pick? I, I don't, so you guys can take it. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Uh, I'm going to take Arch Manning, the quarterback at Texas. I think, um, you know, when, when we think of, of a value hold, right? Sure, he's going very high, and it makes sense. Uh, he's, he's a great player. Um, don't, don't let things dissuade you from... From drafting him, even though someone might say he had a not so great pro day, or excuse me, uh, spring game, uh, like he's still fine. He's still a good player. Uh, he's he's my one because I think the value is going to hold really, really easily for him. Sure. Uh, now you want the one or two? You want me to take it? Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I'm going Malachi Nelson, quarterback at USC. Um, I think he's hand-in-hand hand with Arch for me. They're a tier at the top of the freshmen. Um, it's a combination of, one, being a very good football player and recruit, um, you know, near the top of every single recruiting board, um, like from the, the services. And he's going to USC, going to sit a year behind Caleb Williams, and then presumably step into that starting role with probably the best coach to go and play for as a quarterback recruit in Lincoln Riley. He's also got Cliff Kingsbury there now. Um, they'll be playing in the Big Ten, which is going to be interesting. But um, regardless, I think he's a pretty locked and loaded 102 here and would go 101 in some situations. 103 is a little tough for me, and, and as always, we are doing a super flex tight end premium draft. So that's why the quarterbacks are going right here, right? That's the premium. Um, it's got to be a five-star quarterback at the 103. Uh, continue that train. And I, I think I'm going to take uh, Nico Ayamaliava, the quarterback out of Tennessee. 
it's tough in between two players here. But I think the Tennessee offense, Josh Heupel, now with Hendon Hooker getting draft capital, uh, Joe Milton getting some pub this year, I think Nico's going to be able to step in there and have an easy offense that he can perform and get to the NFL. You know, th- that's kind of my goal in picking this. I feel more comfortable with that system uh, from an NFL perspective. He's tall. He has a big arm. Like he has the, those traits that you look for. He can move. I'm happy with that. Yeah, at the 104, I'm going to go to the running back position. I'm going to take, especially since we're doing Devi, I'm going to take Cedric Baxter Jr., the running back out of Texas. I think of the running backs, he is the most poised to be the best, right? You're also going in, he's going into a backfield that has some ambiguity as to who's going to kind of be that main running back at Texas, especially with Bijan leaving and Roshan Johnson leaving. I'm going to take Cedric Baxter here because I think we see him on the field this year. I don't think he red shirts barring injury. Um, so I'm going to take him here. Uh, just a really, really solid player at the 104. Yeah. Real quick on Baxter. He's been getting good reports out of camp as well. He's been, they've been motioning him out wide, playing him a little bit of wide receiver. I mean, that's versatility is, and he's been running with the one. So it's looking very good. Um, I would have gone him here, but instead I will go Dante Moore uh, heading to UCLA um, quarterback. So another five-star quarterback here. Um, another guy who's a five-star pretty much across the board with the services towards the top of all their rankings. Really strong group here. I think the the intrigue with Dante Moore is he is the most likely to be the first on the field, right? Like there's a chance he's a day one start at UCLA. And they have some good guys in the room there. I'm a big Colin Schley guy, but um, like at this point, even I can't deny that. I think there's a good chance that Moore is their guy. Um, He's he's probably the best pocket passer out of the high school guys. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Everyone likes Dante Moore. Um, I like Dante Moore. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was debating Dante Moore at the 103. Uh, that's who I was kind of between with, with Nico and him. I think this gets tough. There's one more five-star quarterback that's intriguing, but I- I'm going to go to receiver. Uh, I do like this receiver class a lot, and, and I'm going to take Zachariah Branch, the wide receiver at USC here at the 106. Uh, dynamic. We know that offense at USC can have dynamic receiving threats. Honestly, I think he's probably the most talent, pure talented receiver in the room. May not start this season, but probably will get some play. And ultimately, you know, Zachary Branch could blow up. Uh, I'm going wide receiver as well, Shane. We talked about this on the other pod, you know, how high we would have Carnell Tate. I'm taking him here at the 107 in, in the freshman class. Uh, very good player. Sure, there's going definitely some trepidation on, like, is he going to continue, you know, getting on the field and, and seeing time, even if Brandon Innes is kind of a part of things, right? Um, but we also know how valuable it is to have really any top wide receiver from Ohio State, whether that's the one or the two or even the three sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to take Carnell Tate here uh, after, after really doing well most of spring. One away, I'll go with the last five-star quarterback here. I'll go Jackson Arnold heading to Oklahoma. Um, 
I think I'm higher on him than most people just because, well, I don't know why. I, well, I do know why he is. He's actually the most athletic, the most mobile out of all these, out of all these five-star guys. I don't think that gets talked about enough. Um, ran a ton in high school. He played, he played high level ball in Texas and was very, very good. Um, and he produced a ton on the ground. Um, he's going to sit a year behind Dylan Gabriel, a lot of same situation as a lot of these guys, but that Oklahoma offense is going to continue to be good. Um, they're going to be moving to the sec. So I guess I shouldn't say that with certainty, but very likely. Um, but Betting on five-star quarterbacks is like the safest and the smartest bet you can make in rookie draft or in freshman drafts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved Taylor Arnold here at the one hundred and nine because I think I think it's where things start to get a little sticky. Like I think there's a lot of good receivers still out there. Uh, it's just about picking which one I like the most. Um, because I think there's there's about three I like. You know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of go Homer, and I'll take Brandon Ennis, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, the 109. Obviously, he's not there yet. Um, you know, his high school didn't let him graduate early. So you're hearing about some of these other five-star receivers doing really well and having these good spring games, including Carnell Tate. But I think Ennis is still talented. And there's a very real possibility. Both Tate and Ennis could end up being first-round picks like we likely see with Marvin Harrison and Amike Buka next year. Um, I'll take the pedigree of Ohio State receivers. Uh, at the 110 here, I'm going to take Jurian Dickey, the wide receiver out of Oregon. Um, I would rather take bets on five-star players than four-star players. Um, Jurian Dickey is also just really, really good. 6'3", 210, uh, big-framed wide receiver. I'm curious to see if he kind of goes in the, like fits in that. Um, who's I'm blanking on his name. Who's the other wide receiver from Oregon? Troy Franklin. Thank you. Uh, Troy Franklin also six three. Just curious to see like if he's gonna almost play that same role that that Franklin that Franklin played last year and played really well in. Um, so I'm gonna take him here at the one ten. Yeah, 111, I'll go Justice Haynes, uh, probably the consensus running back, too. He's heading to Alabama, or I should say he's already at Alabama. Um, another guy who is kind of checking all the boxes, right? Like high four-star, five stars for some services, going to Alabama, probably the best program in the country in terms of running back track record. Um he has been getting Nick Saban said recently, if you were sitting on a log uh, watching practice, you wouldn't, you wouldn't realize this guy's a freshman, which I mean, getting praise from Nick Saban's a, a good sign. Right. So like if this guy becomes the starter at Alabama at any point in his career, he's going to be an NFL back. If he's the starter by the end of this year, he's an early to mid first round Debbie pick next year. Yeah, I mean, if he if if he if he's a true freshman running back starter at Alabama, then game over. But which still it's not still like a long jammed room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jamorian Miller's there, Jace McClellan's there, Roydell Williams is there. But like, it's, there's a non-zero chance that Justin Haynes is just special. Like those guys are probably those guys are all pretty good. The running backs at Alabama. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if if he's special, like they're not going to prevent him from vaulting up. 
All right, at the uh, 112 to finish out the first round, I'm going to take Jontae Cook, the second wide receiver out of Texas. It had a, a monster spring game uh, touchdown that was highly viewed. But I think he, he's a five-star receiver, a good player. Texas receiver situation is a little bit log-jammed. I'm not sure how much play this season Jontae Cook will get. Um, but there's an opening. You know, he, he has a similar profile to Xavier Worthy. It's very possible he kind of grows up with Arch Manning or Malik Murphy and makes an impact in the year. So I, I, I'm in. Jonathan Cook looks like his body control is insane. Uh, I, I love this receiver class. I really do. Let's recap this first round here. 101, we have Arch Manning, uh, quarterback at Texas. 102, Malachi Nelson, quarterback at USC. 103, Nico Ayamalieva. Uh, quarterback at Tennessee, 104, Cedric Baxter, junior, running back at Texas, 105, Dante Moore, quarterback at UCLA, 106, Zachariah Branch, wide receiver at USC, 107, Carnell Tate, wide receiver at Ohio State, 108, Jackson Arnold, quarterback at Oklahoma, 109, Brandon Innes, wide receiver, Ohio State, 110, Jurian Dickey, uh, wide receiver at Oregon, 111, Justice Haynes, running back at Alabama, 112, Jonte Cook, the second, Wide receiver at Texas. Um, you know, after that first round, it definitely seem, seems like the top eight are pretty easy for me. Um, everything after that kind of becomes a cluster a little bit. Um, but there's one one more player that I think deserves to be in that first round that wasn't drafted. Um, and so at the 201, I'm going to take Ruben Owens, the running back at uh, A&M. Um, I think he's still a good player. Uh, he obviously, there's been a lot of talk on where he was going to go this year. Um, I still think he's really, really good and fast. Um, runs a sub 11, uh, 40 yard or 100 meter dash. So, like, he's got the speed. I'm going to take him here. Ruben Owens, the running back at Texas A&M. Yeah. No, I think. I, I mean, I definitely was going there if you didn't. Um, yeah, 202. I'll go Hakeem Williams, wide receiver heading to Florida State. Um, Five-star on some services, high four-star other places. Uh, similar to Jerry and Dickey, just a big athlete, right? Like 6'3", 200 pounds. Um, relatively raw in that sense, but the upside's there. Florida State's going to be good this year. I don't think people realize how good they're going to be. I think they'll be the favorites for the ACC and be a top 10 team in the country. Jordan Travis is a good college quarterback, maybe a great college quarterback. That wide receiver room is uh, pedestrian. Like Akeem Williams can get on the field there early. Um, and if he does uh, for a high profile program like that, that's a big deal. Uh yeah, I'm I'm definitely shot here. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll just sit here and take the essentially last five star uh, quarterback, running back, or receiver. Um, two hundred three. I'm going to take Jalen Hale, receiver from Alabama. Alabama receivers have not been very good lately. <laughs> it's not been great to take those freshmen, uh, but it's still Alabama, right? So they're still getting top guys. I think eventually that changes. Uh, Jalen Hale, you know, decent size. He's not super thin, super short, can develop a little bit. I don't expect that we see him this year, um, but 
I think there's an opening there a little bit. So uh, I'll I'll stick with the stars and take the odds at the 203. Those picks did not make my next pick any easier. Um, I'm I'm gonna go back to the running back room. I'm gonna just take uh, I'm gonna take the beefcake. I'm gonna take the six one two hundred thirty pound running back. Uh, give me Roderick Robinson the second out of Georgia. Just a big boy. Um, but I'm gonna take him here. You know, any any time you have a chance to uh, get get a running back that could play out of Georgia. Um, it feels better than some of the other picks I can make. Um, so I, I'm going to take him here and hope that we he continues to find some time and and we continue to have uh, three year running backs at Georgia. Hopefully, we get more three year running backs rather than the four years we've had out of a lot of these guys lately. Um, all right, two hundred five. Uh, Shane was right. Kind of when he said he's taking the last of the five stars among the quarterback, running backs, and wide receivers. But we've got a fourth position, tight end. Deuce Robinson, last of the five stars. Um, 6'6", 225, like really good athlete. Such a good athlete that he was considering not playing football and instead playing baseball. Right, He's probably going to be a high MLB pick. But he's committed to USC. Um, sounds like he's going to try and play both. If he sticks with football and he commits to football – like he's a, he's a, a round one or a day two NFL pick uh, with that level of athleticism. USC also needs receivers, right? We've talked about that. Caleb Williams is going to throw for a ton of yards, and that's kind of up for grabs in terms of who's going to be the beneficiary of that and years going forward as well. So Deuce Robinson going to USC, I mean, that's like a match made in heaven if he commits to football. That was going to be my other pick. That was the two that I was debating. Mm-hmm. Uh, 206, you know what? I'm just going to take all the USC wide receivers. Let's just take them all. I'm going to take Makai Lemon, wide receiver for USC. High four-star player. Um, You know, another on the smaller side, very athletic, very explosive off the line wide out. Uh, I do think Zachary Branch is more all-around talented, but I do think Makai Lemon has a little bit more of that ability maybe to be press coverage. I think we could see these two starting for USC in a year or two and doing well. So I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I'm going to go uh, to the athlete position. Ooh. I'm going to take uh, Nicholas Harbor. Um, he obviously can play defense. It's currently coming out that he wants to play offense so he can also continue to run track. Uh, he also has a 10.28 100-meter dash, uh, which I'm not a runner. But that seems fast. Uh, so I'm just going to take him here. Um, just a really, really solid player, I think. And especially as he kind of uh, works to play more offense. Um, so I'm just going to say that he he's like a kind of wide receiver slash tight end. Because he's 6'5", 225. So I'm curious to see, um, you know, kind of where they line him up. But... Uh, Remember that South Carolina kind of has a history of, of using these kind of bigger guys and these kind of taller guys as a mixture of, of H-backs and wide receiver slash tight end. So I'm curious to see what they do um, at South Carolina with him. I will actually also dip my toes into the athlete pool. 
I'll go Cameron Seldon uh, heading to Tennessee. He's playing running back there. This guy is is Rocket Sanders, Raheem Sanders, like reincarnated. Although he's only a couple years younger, um, like six foot six foot one two ten is what he's listed at. He played wide receiver in high school. Like this is the exact same path as Raheem Sanders going to a an SEC school with a pretty barren running back room. Um, he, this is probably the first of the slight overreactions to spring games, uh, but there were highlights of him going around, breaking long runs there. He's someone who can see the field there early and potentially often if he's if he's good. Um, and I, it, I mean, he was a high recruit, right? He's he's a he's a high four star, so it's certainly possible. Uh, Two hundred nine. I'm going to take Jaden Rashada, quarterback at Arizona State. I, I think if he had still been in Florida, he'd be gone in this draft by now, right? I, I he think would have stayed talent, a five-star. Right. Uh, so, like, what, what's the difference? You know, he, he's a player. Like, I think Jaden Rashada is a five-star talent watching him in high school. Um, I don't know if he starts for Arizona State this year. I think he can compete for that job. But if you get, you know, an early probably year two starter – in the Pac-12 that, to me, I, I think he's a better passer than Jackson Arnold is, then I'll, I'll take that this late at the 209. Arizona State might be better than Florida this year. Florida's going to be bad. That That's fair. <laughs> He'd probably be the best quarterback on their roster as well. Florida's like by a mile, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest. Fun choices from Florida that they've done this offseason. Graham Mertz can hand the ball off really well, so. <laughs> Can't wait for them to do that down 35. <laughs> hey, if Wisconsin can do it, so can Florida, am I right? Fair. Um, oof, this kind of puts me in a pickle here. Um I think all of those picks so far have just been the been good picks. Um, this one feels gross. I would prefer not to talk about it longer than I have to. Um, at two ten, I'm just going to go Malachi Coleman at Nebraska, the wide receiver, big body, six four, one ninety, so he can put a little bit of weight on. Um, there's nothing else at Nebraska to move the ball. Like someone has to do something. Um, there's also a chance that, uh, you know, he becomes an edge rusher. So who knows what's going to happen, but I'm at least going to shoot on the high side here. Um, he's also a 10, four, six hundred meter dash. So I'm just going to stick with drafting really fast guys. Uh, and hopefully that pans out. Generally, a, a good strategy for Devi, right? Like, because they end up running a fast 40 and ending up in the NFL somewhere. So it's not yeah. a bad strategy. Yeah. Might just be Bryce Ford Wheaton. Uh, two, 211. Exactly. Uh, let's. Oh, I typed the wrong name into the chat. Uh, Quentin Join, a running back going to USC. We're going to continue with the spring game overreactions. Um, this running back class is like, it's pretty barren. It's begging for someone to kind of step forward. 
Uh, Quinn Joyner looked good in the spring game. Um, again, another guy who potentially sees the field early there because they have some talent there, but it's by committee. None of those guys, Marshawn Lloyd is often injured. Um, can't remember the other, this, the other guy's tiny. Can't remember his name. Um, but you know, it's one of those weird things. I checked out 24 seven today and he's up to their running back four. I don't think it's fair that they can continue to change their rankings after the fact, but, um, I mean, that's where he is now. Um, so I think in hindsight, not in hindsight. Yeah, well, no, with hindsight, we could say that he's one of the better running backs in this class uh, going into the fall. And he's actually up. I, I remember he was under 200 pounds when I had first come across him. He's up to 205 now, which which does make a difference. All right, 212, I'll, I'll keep kind of the hype train going because I feel like when he gets to the late second, early third, that's all we have to go off of really to get differentiate between these four stars. I'm, I'm going to take Lawson lucky, the tight end out of Georgia who seems to have a bit of the advantage uh, over Pierce Sperlin, the higher rated tight end. But look, if you can get a tight end that plays for Georgia, like, uh, like Kane said for Roderick Robinson running back, it's pretty good. And if lucky looks good coming out, if he could take that Brock Bowers role in a year, uh, tight end premium league. I'll take a shot there in the late second. Let's recap the second round here. 201, Ruben Owens, running back, Texas A&M. 202, Hakeem Williams, wide receiver, Florida State. 203, Jalen Hale, wide receiver, Alabama. 204, Roderick Robinson, the second out of Georgia. 205, Deuce Robinson, tight end, USC. 206, Malachi Lemon, or Makai Lemon, excuse me, wide receiver, USC. 207, Nicholas Harbor, the wide receiver, tight end combo out of South Carolina. 208, Cameron Selden, running back, Tennessee. 209, Jaden Rashada, quarterback, Arizona State. 210, Malachi Coleman, wide receiver, Nebraska. 211, uh, Quinton Joyner, running back, USC. And 212, Lawson Lucky, the tight end out of Georgia. Uh, Shane, you want to uh, teach us something here, or do we want to do a real quick uh, overreaction to the NFL draft? Like, what are what are our uh, bold predictions in the NFL draft? I, I know I need to like I need to like look at uh, at at the draft a bit, but yeah, no, I, I think we can do that instead of the history history segment. Do you have any gain right off the top of your head? Uh, I think. I'm just going to take a guess here. I think we see six cornerbacks go round one. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty spicy. Uh, how many did I have in my mock today? Three, four, five. I had six going in my mock this week. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I I think that's – but that's always a position that kind of gets pushed up by need just over and over again i'm like a fantasy one is that uh, i think we get we i think we get two tight ends in round one that's good uh i think Keyshawn butte goes undrafted it's my hot take uh i don't think he gets drafted and nelly will cry um when that happens <laughs> But that's that's what's definitely one of my fantasy ones there. I I've got one. I think right. despite the smoke that we've been hearing 
today, yesterday. I think quarterbacks going through four. I, I think the Texans wow. go quarterback, and I think someone trades up with the Cardinals and goes quarterback at one hundred three. I think I think if a quarterback goes at two, right, someone trades up to three, right, because you know that that they're taking a QB at four, so you have to trade up to three if you want if you want that pick. Yeah, that, it could get interesting, or or it could be like last year. You know, I'll, I guess I'll kind of go the other way. Um, I don't know how spicy I want to be with it, though. Get spicy. Get spicier than Kane saying two tight ends in the first round. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> two, I'm, I'm going to go opposite of you, Nelly. Is that not spicy enough, Nelly? Two tight ends in the first round is like the coldest, like the most lukewarm take out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, trying to be nice. but <laughs> I, think, I think there's a chance that we get zero tight ends in the first round, too. I think that... That would be spicy if we get zero. That'd be. Spicy. I th- I think tight ends are completely all over the map this year. Kincaid and Meyer are going to go in the first, and then all the athletic guys are going to go in the second. I I think there's a better chance that Meyer goes in the second, and uh, Darnell Washington goes around one. There you go. Are you saying two or more? Or are you saying exactly two? I'm saying two. Okay. But Meyer's not either of them. Yeah, I, I, that that would I. You know what? I'll give you that, Kane. That's that's, that's spicy. I <laughs> I don't know if I can see Meyer final. Uh two quarterbacks in the top ten, two only. Wow. <laughs> Who's oh. falling? I think Seattle takes a quarterback though. Stroud and Richardson fall. Do you really oh. think a quarterback, one of those quarterbacks, can get by Seattle and them not pick him? Yes. Because Geno Smith is the goat. Uh, <laughs> ah, he helped you win a title too, eh? Yeah, <laughs> right. I know, every fantasy owner, uh, Geno Smith's the best. I always knew it. But you know, right. look, I, I don't know, but that's a possibility. We'll see. That's we'll see fair. what happens. It'll be fun. Shane, you st- we still have some time. You want to teach us something? Yeah, uh, and you might know this one, but uh, th- I, this is always one of the most intriguing things to me. So. The first major battle of the Civil War was the first battle of Bull Run. It was fought um, in Manassas, Virginia, on a farm owned by a guy named Wilmer McLean, uh, who basically did not want to be a part of the Civil War. So after the battle, he's like, I'm out. Like, I'm getting away from this. So he moved uh, He moved east to uh, an eastern Virginia city. And four years later, when... The, the kind of the end of the war is happening. The Union and Confederate officers have um, were looking for a place to kind of end and sign this. They were in Appomattox, Virginia, was where the Civil War ended, and so they basically went to the first house that looked pretty nice and that would fit this. And they knocked on the door, and it was the door of Wilmer McLean. Uh, he could not get away from it. He literally told his family, "The Civil War started in my front yard and ended in my front parlor." By happenstance. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And he, he hated it. He didn't want anything to do with it. And it still happened to him. That's a fun little history nugget. Uh, let's get into our buys and sells here. Um, I'll just go first. And 
you know, this kind of goes to any any freshman class. Um, one thing I try to buy is athletes that are going to play offense. Like, if they're listed as athletes, they will fall in your rookie drafts. It's going to happen. Um, you could make the case that Nicholas Harper and Selden could have been drafted a little higher in this draft as well. Um, so that's that's my buy is always be looking out and scouring those uh, athletes as well because I think you can get a really nice steal, um, especially in a C2C league where you're just trying to get any production on the college side. Um, athletes, I think, are, are a good way to go. Um, my sell... Um, it's Zach Charbonnet. And like, not because I like, I think he's terrible or anything like that. Um, he's just not a special athlete, right? I think he's fine. I think he's a really solid player. Um, but like, there's no guarantee that he's the RB three off the board. Right or even goes to a place that's good. Um, so I personally think that the RB three, whoever the consensus ends up being, is worth more than Charbonnet. Right, that that pick that ends up being what the one hundred eight um, is worth more than the running back that's selected there. Um, so I I would probably cash out on Charbonnet if. I drafted him in Devi. I would try to cash out now and see if I can get, you know, get a little, add a little bit to them. See if I can get up to Jameer Gibbs because someone might be wanting to, to go down. I'd rather go up to Gibbs or see if I can go up to JSN uh, and just lock in a, a safer player. Um, my unknown. Um, my unknown is still Lamar Jackson. Just like what everyone else is starting to sign deals, right? We just saw Jalen Hurts get his big deal. Lamar Jackson still doesn't have one. It's been reported that, you know, he got offered $200 million guaranteed. I, I don't know where we're at with him. Like, does the signing of Odell actually mean that he's going to stay in Baltimore? I, I don't know. That's just a one-year deal for Odell. So who knows what's going to happen after that? Um and the the assumption, right, is that he doesn't play in Baltimore unless he gets the deal for this season. So I, I have no clue what's going to happen. I think it's a complete unknown. It wouldn't be the first time that we've seen quarterbacks sit out to get what they want. That's good. Uh, I, I'm going to go the Debbie route here. My buy is Jace McClellan, uh, the running back for Alabama. I mean, I, I think he's going to start. And as Nelly talked about earlier with Justice Haynes, the starting running back for Alabama has some value. Like at this point, the year before Brian Robinson was the guy. I mean, he wasn't getting, you know, much love his final year. I think McClellan is similar, maybe not a great running back, but could have a good year, get to the NFL, toss your last round supplemental Debbie pick for him. Um, you probably get that trade done. My sale's a big one. Uh, it's Drake May. 
and I like Drake May. I think Drake May, he's my QB2 in extras class. Um, you know, he's big, he's athletic, he showed some things, but I still have some worry. You know, we usually, we didn't this past year, but we usually have some quarterbacks fall, fall out. And it's looking very possible that once again this year in the NFL draft, the top two quarterbacks going in might not be the top two quarterbacks selected. And that I think Drake May is more likely, much, much, much more likely to fall off than Caleb Williams. I would try to trade him for an NFL quarterback, for a Tua, for a Sean Watson. Like if, if people are dialed into Devi, they might be willing. My unknown is uh, Kyle McCord, the quarterback for Ohio State. We've talked about him on the show doing some of the Devi drafts. If he wins that Ohio State job, it's probably in good shape. Spring game didn't look great, um, but it didn't look great for C.J. Stroud before he started and Justin Fields before he started, so I still have confidence. But um, the value might be falling a little bit for McCord. Maybe Devin Brown can come back and win the job. So I bumped him up my ranks, and now I'm getting a little cold feet. All right. I'm also going to go Devi. Um, my buy is spring game hero, uh, Michael Trigg, who now has four career spring game touchdowns and in, in two games at Ole Miss. Um, he was, he's probably rostered in your debut leagues, right? Like he was a pretty big name last off season. Um, going in like even the second and third round of debut drafts, he got hurt, he broke his collarbone didn't really play last year and has like plummeted. Like I, no one is talking about him, but if he's healthy this year uh, at Ole Miss, where they will probably have a pretty good offense in the SEC, Lane Kiffin has good offenses. Um, I mean, receiving options are pretty unproven. He could bounce back in a big way this year. Uh, I think it's worth kicking the tires in Debbie leagues because I think he's an afterthought to a lot of managers right now. Uh, my cell is Lorenzo Styles, wide receiver at Notre Dame. Um, he's cooked as a Debbie asset. He's getting reps at cornerback now. Um, so, like, that's as, as cooked as it gets. Um, for me, it's like if I have him, I will sell for whatever I can get at this point. Uh, he was an exciting Debbie prospect last offseason. Great camp reports resulted in nothing on the field. Um and Notre Dame lost their offensive coordinator. Sounds like Sam Hartman has not been very good at all this camp. Buckner has reportedly been better, so that's not a good sign either. Um, I'm moving on from Styles for whatever I can get. Uh, unknown is wide receiver Matthew Golden at Houston. Um, had a pretty good freshman season behind Tank Dell, um, but I think it's just presumed at this point that he steps into that role and is prolific this year. Um, I don't think that's a guarantee. Uh, the coaching staff has mentioned that the whole wide receiver group is strong without singling him out. Um, and it's just like, how is Houston going to deal with the step up in competition? Who's going to be throwing the ball? I don't know. That being said, he's an unknown and not a sell because I don't think he's, I don't think he's valued incredibly high, right? Like I think those risks that I mentioned might be worth holding on to for the potential reward. If he does start to produce like tank Dell did in the past, which is an outcome. So I'm unknown on Matthew golden. Well, that is it here for us at the Debbie Marketplace. Just wanted to say uh, we appreciate every single one that listens, and we can't wait until you join us next week as well.